0: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. I am Keith Battle, and uh, I am so honored and grateful to have another opportunity to share with you all this week. Thanks for your love, your support, your feedback. And I'm grateful, as always, for another podcast. And today, we have a very special guest with us addressing, in my opinion, one of the most important topics in this life. what kind of life are you living? Are you just kind of getting by, kind of going through the motions, or are you really living, as the popular song says, your best life, the life God intended for you and designed for you? Or you just, are you just existing or just trying to maintain? Or is there, as my good friend and author Johnny Parker says, is there a story in you that's locked up that, um, needs to be unlocked so that your life will begin to soar and expand and and take on significance and meaning. And uh, I've already mentioned his name. His name is Dr. Johnny Parker. Johnny's an executive coach, a relationship architect. He's been helping men and women achieve success by viewing their lives as a story. And today we're going to hear about and learn how that works as we discuss his turn the pay system, uh, which he has used to help CEOs, pro athletes, coaches, and other high, pack, uh, high impact men and women gain high definition clarity and discover the story they were born to live. Johnny's also an adjunct professor at Johns Hopkins University here in Maryland, where he teaches Introduction to Positive Psychology. That's where Johnny uses his clinical background and research in positive psychology to help people revolutionize their relationships, their work, and their lives. His work on developing healthy, fulfilling lives and strong relationships has been featured on CNN International and other national media outlets. In fact, in May of 2008, Johnny was a part of a select group of marriage educators and researchers invited to the White House to discuss ways to strengthen marriages in America. He has authored several books, including Turn the Page, Unlocking the Story Within You, exceptional living 31 exercises for for enriching your life work and relationships renovating your marriage room by room and faith like a child johnny earned his m.a in counseling psychology and doctorate in strategic leadership from regent university and he and his bride leslin reside outside of washington dc and love hanging out with their three sons jp jordan and joel and their energetic Cocker Spaniel J.J. How'd I do on the interview? How'd I do on that introduction, my brother?
1: Oh, man, you you got it,
0: man. You captured it. <laughs> <laughs> I to travel with you, man. I can travel with you and just carry your briefcase <laughs> and, and introduce you, man. I You know, hey, learn from the best, man. I'm so glad. That you're here. Welcome to the podcast,
1: man. I am delighted to be on with you, and you know, you and I have a history of friendship that goes back over 30 years. And so, to see what you're doing, and then to be able to join in the good work that you're doing, this is a great time, great day,
0: great, great Raymond. Well, I'm I'm excited about your latest book and the system you developed. Turn the page, but because you have so much knowledge and wisdom, I can't let you off my podcast without picking your brain in several other areas. Uh, so I got some other questions. I'm going to ask you some surprises and all that stuff. So sure. we're going to have a great time. Um, let me pick your thinking, pick your wisdom, knowledge on on this. Whole, first of all, you teach positive psychology. What exactly is positive psychology? So
1: what it is, it's a it's an evidence based scientific approach. To how people thrive and flourish. I don't really like the name of the field, but it's a great field because it was a reaction, Keith, to years and years. Psychology looked at pathology, what's wrong with people? And they feel they felt like that's half the story. We need to look at what's right with people and how do we help them maximize and flourish. And so, yeah, so I, so if we look at things like grit, which is one of the constructs, one of the virtues. So it looks at all these virtues, which mm-hmm. as a Christian, that's like that, you, you know, like kid in the candy shop, all these wonderful virtues. So we look at things like grit, which is passion and perseverance over a long period of time, optimism, resilience, um, gratitude, humility. So you have all these wonderful virtues that are, outlining it in the Bible and God's word. And I can't say this at Hopkins, but I can say it here. I, you know, it's amazing to me when research and science says amen to scripture. Yes. And so, yes. yeah. So that's what it is. And it's a great field. And they use a lot of the saying, they, they, they use the language that the Bible uses. Flourishing is a big word. Gratitude is a big word. Humility. They use the same language and they just look at and measure, and it's all measured, and what it looks like in uh, a culture or, or on a sports team or in a staff meeting and starting a meeting with gratitude, what that does for connectivity, what that does in a marriage. You know, Levin and I go to bed at night, Keith, just asking the question, uh, what gave us life today or what are we most grateful for? So that's what it is in a
0: nutshell, and that's what I've been studying. I've been there at Hopkins as an adjunct for the last four years. You know, I knew when you came on this podcast, you were going to be helping people. And I'm telling y'all, y'all going to want to not only stay with this podcast and, and hear the whole thing, but you're going to want to share this with other people. John, I've never been in Johnny's presence and had a conversation with him or listened to him. And you haven't said something that I could that made me a better person in mm, multiple areas. You. And already, you just changed the way I'm thinking about a situation. Because, you know, when you talk about positive psychology, as you just said, it's so easy for me at least when I'm struggling with a person to okay. look at what's wrong with the person. Yep. Instead of focusing on what's right with the person. That can be even the case with our children. Like oh. you know, when you got a child that's not, you know, quite living up to your hopes and wishes and dreams and expectations for them. Now, yep. forget about their own expectations and dreams. What about what I want you to do and just be with your life and and it's so easy for me at least to just focus on, you know. This kid is not doing this. This kid is, you know, continues to do this. And um, But 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 to look and, and to explore, like, what is good about this person or ideal about the person? Thank you for that.
1: Uh, Keith, I'll, let me just say this. Uh, you can't. Uh, I typically put up a, a a green cardboard, large sheet of green paper and I have these red dots on it and the whole background is green. And so I got to illustrate it because, I, you know, we're, we're talking audio. But mm-hmm. basically, I ask, and I have all these red dots and I ask people, what do you see? Everyone always says, I see a bunch of red dots. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But that's not the whole story. And our work in coaching or counseling it's reframing it. The brain has a negative bias. So we always see the red dots. We always see what's lacking, what's wrong. We mm-hmm. just have a negative bias. I mean, you could, you could do a presentation, 500 people are present, 499 said, I love Johnny Parker. I love Keith Battle. One says, it was the worst I ever heard. And then our brain goes to, really, what did I do wrong? It's like, 499 loved you. Mm-hmm. you why are we letting the outlier define the story? So whenever I do this, and I show this to my class, my students, and I do this when I do my presentations, people always see the red dots. They never see. Then I got to reframe it. Is that all you see? There's all this green space that we don't go into. And, and this feel I can support it just even with what the scripture says to Philippians 4, 8 dwell on those things that are good, that are true, that are loving, that are pure. And, um, so I do bring that scripture to my class. That's as far as I can go, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that context, I just, that's all I can go. Cause it, it has a, one of the, one of the virtues that we do look at is, is uh, one of the strengths. So positive psychology is, is again, it's, it's strength based and it, fo- it focuses on what's right and uh, with people and how do you maximize that? So one of the constructs, one of the virtues is spirituality. So they make it clear. It's not, talking about religion but spirituality is really about meaning what gives your life meaning what, what makes life worth living so in that sense so i can sneak in you know a little bit of uh, some proverbs or here there but uh, but but you're right man it is easy to see what's lacking what's wrong with our spouse with our child with you know with people or organization or this
0: job but what's right about it and how can i maximize it that is great that's a great insight that you know for you to frame it that way that the brain has a natural negative bias. So yep. if I know that, then I need to be counterintuitive in my efforts to look for the thing that I don't naturally see, which is, that's great, man. That, that was, you already, you're already helping. As I said, <laughs> I, I could, we could just probably park right there. I, I knew when I, when I was planning to ha- interview you that I probably could do like eight podcast with you because oh, we, we can do that. more than one. We can definitely do more than one. <laughs> yeah, man. I knew we every every question could have its own lane, which brings me to this next topic. You're an author. You've written multiple books. Um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are authors and or aspiring authors. And to someone out there looking to write a book, share with us how you go about writing a book. What is the Johnny Parker book writing strategy? Do you is there a process that you go through? Tell us about that.
1: I do. And I just began really tracking that, Keith, in the last probably in the last year or two or so. So I journal, I've been journaling for 30 years. I've been journaling. Yeah. I've been journaling for 30, 35 years, started in my early twenties. Um, so I track my life and I start looking oftentimes my books come out of my journal. Cause I, the way I journal, I journal gratitude. And then I ask myself the question several times a week, what am I discovering uh, or being reminded of as it relates to being as leadership, um, uh, relationships marriage parenting so I, i'm typically journaling those things all the time mm-hmm. and so that's i start with that a lot of time my books are already written i'm just extracting it from the journals that i've been writing down some of my thoughts about something mm-hmm. and then two it's it, the books always flow out of a crisis or a challenge in my own life Mm-hmm. And, and businesses businesses. Steve Wozniak who started, who started uh, um, you know Apple with Steve Jobs he said I heard him, I just read that about him just two weeks ago he, you start a business based on a problem you're trying to solve or fix you know and so I write my books or the ministry and the work I do because I have issues and problems in these areas that makes it authentic and vulnerable so that's the that's what's going on in my heart and then on the practical side so I got the journaling I Look at what's go, what's the, what's the issue going on in me uh, where I'm stuck or I'm trying to turn the page or and it's authentic and vulnerable. And then what I do, I get a large sheet of paper, white paper. I put I'm, I'm like I got this laboratory man in my home. Um, my office has gotten small in my home, so I use the kitchen because I got all this light that comes in and sort of drives my wife crazy. But I put this large sheet of paper up on the kitchen wall. And I just start throwing all the ideas in my book, all the themes, all the patterns. And I ask myself, to, I, I, so I write to answer questions. What has this, when has this issue showed up in my life? What does research say about this issue? What does the Bible say about this issue? What are the patterns I've seen in other people, leaders, business owners, marriages? What are the patterns? What are the themes? So I write to answer questions because if I don't do that, that gets me going. I I don't sit down with a pad and just start writing. I can't do it that way. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta frame it and I gotta frame it with the questions because the questions keep me from going on a tangent and I'm trying to stay in New York. Next thing I know, I'm in you know, I'm in Rome. I'm like, dude, I didn't plan to write on Rome. I just want to stay in New York with them, you know, you know, metaphorically speaking. So the questions keep me focused, keep me grounded, keep me
0: uh, writing in the arena in which uh, what's going on in my heart. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I like that idea of writing to answer questions and solve problems because that's, you know, people need help with things. So I like that. I've never heard that that way of doing it. So that's that's great advice as well. Let me let me jump into another another topic that I think you can relate to before we jump into the turn the page concept, the system in the book. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you and I are kind of like um, I don't know if this is risky to say. I think I can see similarities in us because we both do a number of things, sure. and and those things have an economic impact on our lives and our family. Yep. And and I just wanted to get you thinking because you know, the, depending upon what circle you're in, in, the Christian community, that can be you know looked at with a, with a raised eyebrow, like these guys out here hustling or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to enjoy. The freedom and liberty of being an entrepreneur. Sure, um, but, but you're on a staff at a local church, mega church here in Maryland, the First Baptist Church of And You write books, you speak, you consult, you counsel. From a business and economic perspective, how important is it to you to have multiple streams of income? And have you found that difficult being a Christian? Has that been a challenge for you or not?
1: Well, that's a great question, Keith. Yeah, for a long time it was because I was raised, were kind of in a negative discipleship. <laughs> I had ne- negative discipleship around this thinking early in my Christian growth. Negative that,
0: psychology, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I had some really negative spirituality and psychology that basically wealth and loving Jesus were antithetical. Hmm. Yeah, Mm. seriously, that the poorer you were, the more spiritual you were and, uh, you know, more impoverished. And so I came up with this and and I realized looking back, a lot of that was rooted in shame. Uh, I'm not worthy of building wealth. I'm not worthy to charge someone a fee. Um, and So it it was really faulty stuff. So I wrestled with years with for years around that. Hmm. Um I like to think I've turned the page on that. One, I believe that building wealth and money, um, one obviously is an expression of my love for God. That it starts there, it's an expression of my love for God. That it's all his. Two, obviously, you know, taking care of my family. Three, and so those two are basic a lot of people and most Christians well and Christian op- entrepreneurs no one's That's 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 the easy parts. The part that I struggled with was seeing, okay, why would I build wealth and what what, what's the purpose of multiple streams of income? Mm -hmm. And here's where I'm at with that today. I feel like I've turned the page because I felt like I was I was really stuck and, you know, just feeling a, a sense of who am I to think that I should charge that or I should even charge that high of a price for that. Really not seeing um my own worth and 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 uh and and as we talk about turning the page we can unpack some of that shame stuff because that's a big part of the the theme of a storyline of many people's lives and so now i get it i feel like i'm to i'm that building wealth i I, I, you know building wealth and having multiple streams of income motivation matters and i feel Mm -hmm. like my motives today are clearer that i really want to create wealth because i really want to spread use it to spread goodness to spread goodness. Psalm 67, one and two says, bless me, O Lord, bless me that I may make your name great and bring glory throughout all the earth and all the nations. So how can I use wealth to fund kingdom initiatives? How can I get behind a young entrepreneur who can use wealth? And how do I use wealth that God allows me to have or build to to spread goodness, to, to shape culture, Mm-hmm. And um I've done some work with Chick-fil-A. They've done it the best. I mean, they are clear about who God is and they and and, and what that company is all about. And um and you know, they close on Sunday and yet they outperform uh KFC by a billion dollars every year. Wow. Yeah. And and so it's I just the two got two days, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so the two that's days. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, so that's kind of my thinking about it. In a nutshell, that's where I'm at. I think, I think, I think motive matters. If I'm using it as a king, is if I'm using it uh, inappropriately, that's you know, but. But um, but I believe that is the way to think about it. How do I, there's been so many people who don't love our God, who use wealth for for evil, right? (laughs) We use it for evil. So how do we use it? I, I get excited being a dude from the hood of New York, seeing a lot of guys like me who got great ideas, but they don't have funding. You know, yeah. I like to be a Christian Shark Tank dude. They'll be able to fund. Damon John's from my neighborhood. I mean, we, we didn't know yeah. each other, but we we definitely pass each other because we, you know, he's from, you know, the guy on Shark Tank. And I like to be able to be that guy, uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys who can help fund kingdom initiatives with young guys like me who got dreams and got great ideas that can really impact culture, impact lives for the glory of God, but they don't have any funding. so. Yeah that's kind of how I
0: view wealth and, and entrepreneur stuff
1: from a Christian perspective today.
0: I like it. I like it. And I think it's interesting when I hear you answer this question, you know, and if I'm asked the same question, it's amazing how we as Christian have to go through so many mental gymnastics to kind of justify and explain. And, and yeah. then we can't just go make money. We got to think, what's on my motives. What am I doing? And it's like, it's like, didn't God say I came that you may have life and have it to the full, right? And, and and for me, I know what it's like to lack. I know what it's like to live with, with not enough and how painful and frustrating that is. And I know what it's like to live with enough or, or yeah. more than enough and how comfortable that is just to say to the family, all right, yeah, let's go to Disney World or let's, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, and then go to Disney World and then have fun. Exactly, Disney World, and say, "Well, we can't go here because we got to eat this, and we got to, you know, like, like, but when it comes to Christians, we have to think about, well, why am I, I," like, just, just, like, unless it's something evil, right? Uh, I just the fact that we're we have to justify all that we do financially is absolutely, it's almost funny, but I think it's born out of this fear, yeah, this money, as you said. Will almost disconnect us from Jesus, and I have never felt that. In fact, you know, it gives me other things to pray about now. Like, how can I move the move the needle? How can I move the agenda in positive things as opposed to God? How we going? How are we going to keep this car note (laughs) paid?
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: Still praying. I'm just praying. I'm more offense when I'm financially. You know. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's get into this book, man. Yes. Turn the page is a system. Yes. Right. So, yes. so, explain first of all. Let's go. How does it? How does? How does it work? How does turn the page work? How, how would you explain turn the page to to our audience? Yeah. So it is a system, Keith. And, and the fact that all, all of our lives is
1: telling a story all the time. There's a storyline in how the Bible is written. Um, Hollywood, Keith, basically took and imitated, emulated the storyline of the Bible. And they've made great movies from the storyline of the Bible. And that's what I've done with the book. So what happens in the Bible, what happens in the great movies, there's always a character that emerges. Um, And and oftentimes the character wants something. Then the character experiences conflict, the character experiences crisis, a challenger, and that happens in a biblical account. Adam and Eve are here, they have a sense of call, they go to the wrong tree, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 so a crisis happens, an enemy shows up, a challenger shows up, and now they're stuck. And what happens is they're stuck in two things, and this is where I that turn the page is important. They're stuck in two things, and these two things show up in every marriage, every leadership, every business, every life, every church. They're stuck in shame and blame. Adam, where are you? And, uh, and their response is... I was afraid, so I hid. That's called shame. Shame is hiding. So we got shame. And now second part, and uh, what is, that, is this that, that you've done? No ownership. Now we got blame. It's the woman you gave me. Bam. <laughs> so so what happens in all of our stories, we want something. There's a, there's a character. There's a calling on, on the character's life. The character experiences crisis, experiences a challenger. He experiences an enemy, he or she. Mm-hmm. They get stuck in a bad story. They can't turn the page until a coach mentor guide in the biblical account. Jesus shows up in the God and God shows up and he tried to get them to take responsibility. They, they fail the test. And, um, but he, you know, they turn, you know, he comes and he, they, they, they're able to turn the page. And then oftentimes what happens out of that, Keith, once you've been comforted, where well, you've been stuck in shame or blame, is whether it's your marriage, whether it's your ministry, whether it's your leadership, whether it's your team, whatever it is in business, you oftentimes want to then comfort others in a way that you've been comforted. Wow. Okay. Wow. And that's really the system. So, um, and that's what happens in every movie. In every movie, I mean, uh, you know, I look at these movies and, and, and with every movie, Keith, uh, within the first 15, 20 minutes, first you see the character. So let's use, let's use Black Panther, T'Chula Emerges okay father mm-hmm. it starts off with father tell me a story about our past or our land so it starts off, Tetula emerges and within 12 minutes crisis happens mm-hmm. his father is killed and he finds out that his father's brother had you know betrayed <laughs> you know and he's fighting to, 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 be, to have the right to, to be the king so he has all this crisis and um, and so and that's what happens in our story and and so you can, you know, and, 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 and so people get st- stuck. He, he's able to, using the Black Panther, he's able to emerge as king and turn the page when he's fighting that guy in the water and that guy's about to kill him. His mother says, remind them of who you are. He has his uncle Zuri, who's a part of his team. He has the women around him with the spears. So no one ever turns the page without having a support cast, a team, a community. Around them um, have people who provide outside insight mm-hmm. that in a nutshell is the turn page system. And we walk you through five elements of the, of the character. We call it the page turner. Mm-hmm. The page turner experiences uh, wants to has a quest. They want something. OK, every story emerges when you want something. So the page turner wants something. That's we call that clarify your quest. That's element one. The second thing that happens. And again, this follows the storyline of the Bible and of movies. Uh, the second thing that happens, the page turner, the character uh, begins to experience challenges, the experiences. And that was my story. I wanted something. I become very driven in my 30s. I write my first book, The Marriage Book. The book takes off, does really well. Leather and I are traveling internationally. And then we got to go to counseling. Then I hit depression and panic attacks. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I'm stuck. I'm isolated. I'm not really talking to anyone I in a, I'm in a bad place emotionally we're in a bad place in our marriage we're in a bad place I got a lot of shame in my life I'm not enough so I become very driven um and I'm blaming my past on how I grew up I'm blaming Leslie I'm blaming God I'm not owning a thing so I'm stuck I can't turn the page um because I have I I I really don't I'm not I'm not really processing me and not dealing with me, even though at that time, as you know, I was doing marriage and family therapy, but I wasn't eating my own cooking. So uh, on my front stage in the book, we talk about the front stage, backstage. The front stage looked pretty good. I got this book. I'm speaking nationally for Family Life. I'm working with Men of Clinics. The front stage looked pretty good, but my backstage, my private life. It was was horrible because i'm driven out of shame i'm trying to use the front stage of success and and having a book and make money to undo backstage shame of i'm not enough i don't have what it takes who do i think i am to think that i could become or do or charge that price whatever it is or blame blaming leslin blaming god blaming my past on why I am in the story that I'm in. So I'm stuck. We call that the man bold truth where you have to take fearless ownership of your challenges and your strengths. And that's a big deal. This one, because if you don't turn the page on this, you'll stay stuck. And what happens, Keith, in every story, if you don't take ownership for the shame in your story and the blame in your story, um, your story will either end up in triumph or tragedy.
0: Wow. Now is that the third part of it or is that still Okay, a that's part the part
1: that's two? that 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 the so, so the third part. So that's the ultimate outcome and that's the outcome for the Christian. If we don't if the, if the per, if, if a person doesn't come to know Christ in this life it's a tragic ending it's it's you know you know the ending i mean the tragedy is hell uh mm-hmm. the triumph is we go to be with the Lord forevermore so the third part of that is then uh we call it champion generosity okay.
0: uh because that's where you start with a quest yeah you want something you have then you experience challenges the challenges and then you have champions generosity
1: Yes, because now you want to then comfort others in the way you've been comforted. Now you want to leave others better off in the way you've been left better off. I mean, that's why you started your church. You started Zion, man. You had a desire to help people learn the, the scriptures and learn in a very authentic, transparent way. You could just be you. I've heard you talk about it. Like you said, man, I couldn't, I heard you talk about it. I could, I'm not a guy put on a robe and, and, and do church the way church has always been done. And and so, you know, that emerged, you know, and, and so you creating Zion and wanting to leave and relate to people and leave them better off through the authenticity and transparency in the fearfully wonderfully made self that God has made you, Keith. And so, yeah, it's so the same thing. So same so thing with me. Um, I get into the whole marriage thing, and and now in uh, you too. I, I know I, I know you and Vicky talk a lot about marriage. In, in such a profound way because I, I know what it's like to come from, you know, a broken home, my parents divorced. I know what it's like to be stuck in a bad place in, in our marriage. So so more than ever, with my sons being millennials and 20s, I really want to help couples and engaged couples get this thing right the same way that you, so that's the champion generosity piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's that, leaving others better off than how you found them. The fourth element is what we call uh, engage community that's where the community piece comes in because um you cannot turn the page if you don't have it i tell our men at first baptist and i said to uh, folks everywhere that you can't know yourself grow yourself by yourself mm. uh, you gotta have us in movie terms in the book i call it you gotta have a support cast Mm-hmm. you gotta have a support cast so i have glaucoma keith i have glaucoma i didn't know i had it until my optometrist um up close in my space looking at my eyes from all different angles to get a real real good assessment and was able to say you have glaucoma you have it in both eyes you have to take timolol this uh, these eye drops to keep it uh keep the pressure stabilize the pressure so it doesn't get less and then you know, a brother likes to see, so I'm not trying to go blind. But the right. point is I needed outside insight that the optometrist was able to provide in terms of literally seeing and having vision, literally. Mm-hmm. And, and so for us in our lives, um, the front stage, we think we're seeing. OK, I justified it to level and thinking, you know, this is five years ago. I'm 57 now. I'm 52. My eye is getting a little weak. I'm good. Um, but if I had gone sooner, I probably would, my glaucoma probably wouldn't be as bad as it is. Uh, so you need outside insight to turn the page, and you need that community to sustain uh, becoming an authentic uh, person. Mm-hmm. And so And then the fifth element is what we call pursue continual renewal. And that's the idea that you cannot sustain your effectiveness if you neglect to sustain yourself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You got to be you have to be intentional about renewal, uh, replenishing. Um, you know, I know you say in the marriage context, if you're in marriage, if you're not having fun, you're done. And I say, you know, and I love that I quote you on that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, you know, so you have to renew in your marriage. You have to have. You have to have regular times of replenishing and renewal. You have to have that in your business. I'm I'm working with some corporate groups. One group in particular, they check it out. They have Sabbath sabbaticals where if you're there six years, you get a six-week sabbatical. You're not expected to call into the office. You're expected to get away, stay away for six weeks, and guess what they found? And this is not a Christian company. This company is out in California. Uh, and they said they've noticed when their people come back from a sabbatical, how much productive, how their performance, the profitability, uh, exponential. And so those are the five you want you. There's a quest. You want something. Secondly, you have challenge. You have a crisis. And, uh, third, um, you got to take responsibility for what's going on in that crisis. Third is generosity where you want to leave others better off. Fourth, you need a team. Okay. You can't know yourself, grow yourself by yourself. And then fifth, you got to renew. You got it in order to keep this thing going ongoing. You, you have to have regular
0: moments of. Replenishing, renewing. This is great, man. I mean, the whole structure. You guys, listen. The book is called "Turn the Page." Um, it's available. How can they get the book, Johnny? Where, what's, the, what's the best way to go get the book? The best way right now is Amazon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Amazon would be the best way to get it. Okay, turn the page, y'all. You got to check it out. So, so, so here's a question for somebody listening and. I don't know. Let's just say they're going through the motions. They're they're somewhere stuck in one of those places. Maybe yeah. in maybe they experienced challenges. Maybe 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 they suppressed their quests for something because they didn't think they were good enough. Maybe they. Um, what what is if there's one thing that you can say, start here, yeah. start here, and this will get you traction. Because I always say this: you can be doing stuff, which is action. But it's it's if it's not on a proper track, you don't have traction. Right. So you, I like have that. Action, you can actually have distraction if you're yes. not like right. that. So so what can somebody do like right now? Like here's something you can do to get going and rem- moving towards unlocking that that story in you.
1: That's a great question. Keith. So here's what I would say is find a safe person where you feel emotionally, relationally safe with that person and just expose and answer the same question that God has Adam. Where are you? Mm. Where am I? And mm-hmm. just get really, really honest about that, because again, Keith, there's a metaphor in the book I've referred to several times. The front stage of our life is public. It's technology. It's strategy. It's 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 driven. It's it's accomplishment. performance. It's all those things, and that they're not bad. It just they are where they are. In social media, so it's very, very. We, our, our world is very, very loud on the front stage. The backstage is the private self. That's the space of authenticity and vulnerability and Mm. and transparency that's where i know you know the name simon sinek he talks about start with why that's where you and here are three questions so i would start with that question with a safe person because what you're doing you're inviting a safe person or, or they're already in your backstage okay all of us need safe people who've earned the right to be in our backstage Mm -hmm. people where we lift up the window shade to our heart and we allow them to peek in we need that and that's where and so because the enemy in every story is isolation the enemy of every story of every marriage is isolation the enemy of every life is isolation okay we were created for community and, and even with adam and eve things go awry First thing they do, they isolate, they hide from each other. So this person, I would say, who are who is the safe person in your backstage, you know, like the Marines, you don't need many, just a few good men, few good women. But who is the person who've earned the right to your transparency? Who've earned the right to speak into
0: your life and be vulnerable? So, and it start with this is where I am. I love it, man. I, I just had this experience just the other day, because, and I'm sure as you write in the intro of your book, you say, you know, I'm look, I've ru- I've written these principles, and I'm trying to live them myself. I don't want you to think I've mastered them, and I think, you know, we don't ever want to say our writing is 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 usually a little better than our own application. So <laughs> we write at a level that we're trying to ascend to. So, you know, I had this experience very recently, just in the last a week or so where I just, I was really low. It was a Saturday night. I had done our Saturday night service, preached a message and just didn't feel good about it. Got to do it four more times the next day. And I looked, you know, I just said to my wife, who's in my backstage, and I said, I just don't feel like I'm enough, like I'm good enough. Wow. She She says, what are you talking about? She thought I was talking about being a dad, a husband, or just in my life. She said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Just preaching." She looked at me. She said, "Sit down." So I <laughs> like, she sat me down on the couch and just started talking to me about my preaching. Like and how great it was and how, you know, even she's heard me preach more than anybody. Sure so she heard. she says, "I've never heard you preach a bad message." Even wow. when it's not as good as the one one of, and and what that. What happened was, it reminds me of your fourth point, your your fourth phase to the system, engaging community. Yeah. That got me traction again, yep. right? Because as, as as much as I'm noted for being an effective communicator, right. in that moment, I, I really didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, just like, I was overwhelmed by this feeling of inadequacy. Yep. and yep. And her speaking that to me, got me traction again. I didn't leave the conversation like, oh yeah, let's let's charge the hill. But it was enough to get me back into a frame of mind. And she was so honest. She said, now, you know, this thing, you know, which I didn't ask her about. She told me about another area that wasn't that, as <laughs> you know, strong, which was humorous. Um, but again, thank you for this this format. Um, the quest, the, the experience. Hey, can I say
1: something what you just said? Mm-hmm. That, this is interesting. So, I, you know, you may know about a month ago, I spoke after your Saturday night service. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. 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 I came home and I felt the exact same thing. Wow. I felt and I felt it double folks I said, like, man, Keith, my boy's going to hear that. I did not knock it out the park. I wasn't at my best. I came home and I, and I said, I didn't do it on Sunday. I felt I felt a little case okay on Saturday, but I definitely didn't feel it. I felt it. on. I didn't feel it on Sunday. And and I'm telling you, in the past, this is where it would have led to depression for me. I would have shut it down. I wouldn't have talked to anyone and I would have told myself a storyline. You you sucked, you're not you're not that good, you, you were ineffective, people were just being nice. When they told you that they, they got something from it, they were just being nice, they didn't mean it. And, and the difference in my marriage today, I would have totally shut Leveln out. It would have turned to anger and I would have been irritable and snappy and and um, but like you, man. I'm so proud of you, proud of you for sharing that. Because I went to bed that same night, and the, the area of growth for us over the last few years is allowing Leslin access to my backstage and my heart. And when I said that, I felt like, man, I stunk. And Keith's gonna hear that. Man, JP came over here, and he was not. He was, you know, and um, and when Leslin just affirmed, and just, I said, "Honey, I really don't need you to even say anything." I just need to get it out. Because for me, that kind of stuff would would metastasize to depression. And I just would have been walking with that shame that you stunk. They're not gonna bite you back. And Keith's
0: gonna hear about it. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't hear anything. Um I just remembered that you were there and I can't even remember where I was, but no, I mean you're a, you're on regular rotation in Zion because we we got so many guys on the team we don't even bring in guest speakers. So you're you're part of a select few. But I, but what's funny is we both can relate, right? Like yep. we both did a Saturday night service at Zion, and I pastor the church and wanted to quit the ministry. So <laughs> <laughs> so don't feel bad, buddy. Hey, listen, we're 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 running out of time. I wanna I wanna I wanna do something. Well, let's let's do this. Let's do this. I got a little thing I made up for you. I'm calling it rapid fire. Okay. Rapid, rapid fire is, the key is, I'm going to ask you your top three. Okay. okay. In several categories, right? And the key is you got to say whatever, you know, whatever top three to come up. Because you, okay. you don't have time to ponder it. You can't do a preacher answer. You got to boom, boom, boom. <laughs> okay. You know, we got to do this. You got to answer each one in like 15 seconds okay all right you ready yep What's your top three all right top three books you've ever read top three books i ever read of course the bible is is in
1: in there um the top three books i ever read i'm reading a great book it's going to make it in my top three uh, right now called sacred slow another one to the pursue the, the pursuit of god by aw tozer
0: great see how preachers answer y'all they just they can't do it like they can't just do A.W. Toes or the Bible. Like, they got a like, oh, top three. I got <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Your top three speaking opportunities ever.
1: The top three speaking opportunities ever. Wow, these are tough, man. Um, I think, well, uh, speaking when I remarried my parents, I spoke and I gave something that we married. That was a top that top one. Uh, a, a top one. Um, I spoke for a corporate group called Coin, and that really launched to turn the page some years ago. That was definitely uh, one. And uh, one we did in uh, las vegas we did a marriage and family life in las vegas um we work for family life and um so
0: speaking out in las vegas and how some married couples were reconciled and so great 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 next one your top three influencers or inspirational people in your life top three wow Uh, my grandfather Mm -hmm. my uh my parents and my wife great top three restaurants Favorite <laughs> restaurant. top three. Uh, founding farmers
1: founding farmers Chick-fil-a and um, oh man uh, first watch
0: <laughs> great great top three movies
1: all time top three movies it's a wonderful life um as weird as it sounds because of the humor of it, uh, I actually like Mall Cop because Paul Blart is that guy that makes me laugh. Well, probably Hitch or Paul Blart, one of those two, but Paul
0: Blart makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then probably Black Panther. Black Panther. All right. Your top three athletes of all time.
1: Oh, you know, Jordan, man. You gotta go Jordan. Mike is is on the list. Uh, Jordan is on the list. Um, probably like a lot of white people's. Um... um you know, Tiger Woods in terms of athletes and, um, (sighs) baseball. I'm thinking who's going to be
0: Jackie Robinson. Great. Great. Top three favorite cities. Well, where I grew up, New York
1: would be the one, um, um, Top three favorite cities, Uh, New York, Los Gatos, out west when I lived out there uh, in the 80s, and I love that city, and uh, Los Gatos, San Jose, that area.
0: And then a third city would be Seattle. Great, great, great. What are your top three strengths or gifts? Wow. Empathy. (laughs) Um.
1: Um, Empathy, uh,
0: curiosity, and the love of learning. Nice. Top three professional sports teams. Top three. New York Mets, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers,
1: and the... Man, I don't have one in basketball. (laughs) I used to. Um... Man, I don't know. I uh, yeah. I know. You yeah. Said, you know what? Right now, I'll say the, I'll say the Bucks. I'll say Milwaukee Bucks. You right. I mean, Used I to be I a Dolphin fan. Did not you used to be a Dolphin fan? You got it, man. You remember that? Yeah, man. But they they've done some things. Well, anyway, I don't want to get. But uh,
0: yeah, I, I no longer. All right, all right, all right. Quickly, guys. We got two more top three songs of all time, any genre. Top three songs. Oh,
1: top three songs. Okay. When I think of you, Janet Jackson hmm Um, top three songs. Um, Angela Bofill. You know, I try and um, uh, I try. That's that. that. Uh, Al Jarreau, Um,
0: we got by. Nice. You, you're not. You, you're not. You're not going to walk in the kingdom without. <laughs> <sweating>. <laughs> top three hobbies. Top three hobbies.
1: Hiking, hiking, uh hiking is definitely one. Uh boating, fishing, water, stuff by the water is two. And um three, um visiting historical sites. I love that. Uh
0: history mm-hmm. history fascinates me, yeah. All right, if you're gonna give somebody three spiritual tips, what are the top three spiritual tips you give somebody?
1: Courageous honesty, where you get really, really honest with yourself, be honest with yourself, be honest with safe people, be honest with God.
0: Okay, your top three, let's go top three uh, fitness tips.
1: So, uh, fitness tips. One, drink water every morning. First thing in the morning, you're dehydrated at night, so drink water, one. Two, get some, especially depending on your age, if it, particularly from a male, make sure you're taking some really, really healthy supplements uh, because we don't get everything through our food. Three, make sure you're walking, moving your body, uh, eating something green and walking your body and napping every day. <laughs> That's probably
0: five I gave. Great. Top three financial tips. Ooh. Um,
1: one, always give first to the Lord. Um, let it, you know, yes, they'll give first, let it start at 10%, but as you love in the Lord, give more Two, um, create wealth, uh, so that you can use it to advance positive, uh, and positivity and kingdom initiatives and three uh, save um,
0: and so you can grant something to your children's children. children all right speaking of children top three parenting tips top three parenting tips
1: we're milking you man we're milking you. you man i used know when if you're to transition from commanding to coaching so the season i'm in i'm in a coach, coaching season two Ask questions before giving answers and lectures. Ask, qu- open into questions. Three, text your generation. Text him, text your kids a message of love
0: and encouragement and biblical inspiration on a regular basis. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Know when the transition from commanding to coaching. Ooh, that's loaded. Marriage tips. Top three marriage tips. Nurture.
1: Be intentional about nurturing your marriage. Marriages happen intentionally, not automatically. That's one. Two. Receive your spouse and love your spouse where they are, and not where you want them to be. Um. Yeah. Three. Um. Uh. Regularly date. Uh. Couples court
0: after marriage. Couples stay out of court. Yeah, I quote you on that every every day. (laughs) You you're in every book I write. Oh man. last question man back to turning the page you know I, when I think of turning the page I think of not getting stuck right moving on to the next thing kind of living forward almost like that hero's journey that you talked about in film it is. Yep. yeah but do you believe there's a benefit in reflection in turning back the page sometimes great question that's a great question and here's
1: the thing because you're turning the page from something that's oftentimes been hard and challenging or negative to something positive and courageous. So I think there can be in order to learn, but not linger. Ooh. I think that's the difference. Ooh. You can turn it to learn from it. Mm hmm. So, um, but not linger. Even today, for example, I'm going to sit down with a company and get some feedback on some work I did two weeks ago. I got the evaluations. Most most of it was very, very positive, but some of it stung a little bit. So I'll look at that. I'll learn from it. But I, I'm not going to linger. I'll still figure out, okay, how can I better serve or do it? Because I, I got a contract with this people organization. So, yeah, I think it's benefit to learn but not linger because when you start lingering, you start getting into story lies of you are not enough, you failed, uh, they probably overpaid you, <laughs> you should get the money back. Um, um, so, I think it's to learn, what do I need to extract, what do I What can I learn from this to make me uh, better
0: for future uh, clients? That's good, man. Pause but don't park, right? slow down down, but don't pull in the parking space (laughs) exactly hey man this has been uh, exceptional thank you so much hey how can people get in contact with you how can they hire you to consult speak uh how can they follow you on social media how can people get well
1: they can they can definitely go to johnnyparker.com and right now we are doing something We're launching something uh, to coach people online and, uh, where they can learn some self care habits and learn positive relationship building, uh, mm-hmm. learn about their sense of calling and purpose. So they go to johnnyparker.com backslash page turners, uh, johnnyparker.com backslash page turners, and they'll see some information on how they can connect with that. And we made it really, really affordable. Uh, for like seventeen dollars a month, and I, we just want to put it put on a lower shelf so people can get it.
0: social, so that's that. say that, Parker, no, that, that. Part again. Say that last part again about the cost because your your mic went out a little bit.
1: Okay, the cost is gonna the cost right now is seventeen dollars. We're gonna keep it that way for a while, but eventually it's gonna go up to twenty seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's seventeen dollars per month, it's like four dollars four dollars a week, and we're just gonna coach you online and. And, uh, so there's that, that we're just now, uh, getting information to people and seeing what the level of interest people might have in experiencing that. So there's that. And then on, uh, social media, they can find me basically Facebook, Twitter, at Dr. Johnny Parker, DR Johnny Parker, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. They can find me at Dr. Johnny Parker. So, um, we're, we're, we're present there.
0: Good. and That's J O H N N Y. Exactly.
1: Thank you. Yeah, because sometimes they go
0: I E on me, but it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Absolutely great. And if you if you tell them you heard them on the Key Battle podcast, you can get it for sixteen ninety nine. How about that? there you go <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's been great thanks so much for having uh, for ha- taking the time I'm sorry to be on the podcast it's been great it's been enriching give my love for your family man always great to talk to you always great to be around you and to glean from you and thank all of you for tuning in this week please share subscribe um, forward this link to others so that they can be blessed. but they're stuck in their life, they need a plan, they need a map. What I love about Johnny, he doesn't just talk in platitudes. He talks very practically and pragmatically about how to get to your best life. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week right back here on the Keith Battle Podcast.